out to episode 310 of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. And before we begin with today's show, just a little FYI to please support our amazingly awesome sponsors. First up, Packrat Comics. They're our house site for The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky Live for 2016. And... They have an amazing selection of comic books, graphic novels, t-shirts, and more. Matter of fact, the other day I just bought the Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, Batman trilogy, I guess you would say. I know there's other stories he's done since then, but it's uh, uh, The Court of Owls is the first one, and the third one is The Death in the Family, which I'm really, really looking forward to reading. I've only read seven pages just with everything going on, which is kind of part of the point of this episode today. I'll get to that in a second, but... Yes, so Packrat Comics, they can order. They also uh, have ordered Monty the Dinosaur, which was written by Bob France, who we've had on our show before. He's the creator slash host of Bob's Boneyard and Dork Trek. For more information, check out our archives on Bob. He's a really awesome guy, but he has a comic book. It's a children's book by Action Lab Comics called Monty the Dinosaur. And you know what? They've added it to my pull list as well. So really, really stinking cool, you guys. So go Pack Rat Comics for more information. You can also find their Facebook page with tons of links to events that they do, like D&D Night. Yeah, they have a D&D Night, which actually I'm kind of wanting to get into, amongst other things. So PackRatComics.com. Audible, get an audiobook, 30-day trial, over 200,000 titles, people. Over 200,000, and they've added Harry Potter by, I believe it's Jim Dale, who's doing the narrating, or it's Alan Dale. It's one of those two. It's a Dale dude. He's Dale the dude, as I like to call him, is the narrator for the Harry Potter books. It's really awesome. Please check that out. Or say you want maybe The Girl on the Train. They have that too, unabridged. How do you you get it, Nick? We'll just go to audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggeeky. Sign up right there for your free 30-day trial. Get an audiobook of your choosing. And here's the other thing too. Say you do it for a year and you're like, you know what? This isn't this isn't what I've been looking for. I think it's just time or maybe money's tight. Actually, usually that's my biggest thing is money's tight for right now. I need to stop for the moment. Just go ahead and uh, put in your cancellation notice. You keep all the books. That's pretty awesome. So if you say you do get Girl on the Train and the Harry Potter books and my, my new personal favorite right now is uh, Born Standing Up. It's not really new for me, but I, I've been re-listening to it, and it's read by Steve Martin, who performs his own bits. You get the point. It's pretty great. Last but not least, we are now part of the It's All Been Done Presents Network. There's a lot of awesome projects that you can listen or read on there, such as G.O.D. is my BFF. It's a uh, script series that you can read it's meant to be a web series but you know what these are the scripts so you can read the stories almost and it's being released like it's a television or web series check that out iabdpresents.com you can also check out our other podcast brethren such as it's all been done radio hour which is amazing and i should know because i play captain kake but also you should check it out oscars are my super bowl it's really great Okie day, folks. So, and, oh, and just a little FYI about the Audible thing. That throws a little extra change our way. So, again, audibletrial.com forward slash goodbaggeeky. Any extra help you can give us would be great. And IABD Presents, check that out. 
All right, so before we get into just some stuff I want to talk about today, and again, there's no real with some of that. I'm just going to freeform it, which is probably a very bad idea. Let's go over something I haven't done in a while, which is the news you don't care about. Uh, when I spoke to Jimmy, we were thinking about bringing this back. The problem is I haven't had time to really schedule Jimmy because Jimmy's doing 30 different podcasts. I'm doing the Rocky Bullwinkle Show stuff, and it's it's pretty hectic on both sides. Um, and of course, I have a wedding too. Again, I'll get to some of that here in a second. But you know, that way you can sit there and listen to, oh, it's just not this guy complaining about first world problems. Here's some news that you might not have heard. Rogue One trailer got released today. Guys, I've watched it 30 times. It's amazing. And I really do hope they stick the landing on the fact that this is technically a story that will not have a happy ending. The happy ending, of course, being as they destroy the Death Star. Everything else beyond that, though, is, is, is it's tragedy, and it should be. Uh, we don't really get a lot of tragedy in Star Wars, at least that's in, in the live-action media uh, that, that's presented. And I'm including the cartoons, too. I'm talking about something, the visual medium, uh, where it be animated or live-action, something that people see with the eyes. They can go to the theaters and watch. They can watch on Netflix or whatever. And Star Wars Rebels needs to have a sad ending. I hate to say that. It really does. Rogue One needs to have a sad ending. And that's the problem with some of this stuff, is that you want the characters to have a happy ending. But the main leads should not have a happy ending. And and Rogue One gives the impression that it will not be good for these people. That it will truly be a suicide mission. I don't ever want to watch something and go, oh, I hope a character dies. But in that situation, it, it, it and the trailer gives the impression that it might be that way. I'm kind of pumped for it. All right, so... Up next, also, Fraggle Rock is returning to HBO. Um, one of the main announcements they released as they were talking about Westworld, which Westworld is awesome. Uh, I'm going to wait till I get with Jimmy to talk about it or maybe uh, somebody else just because there's so much going on and it's breaking my brain, just like a fly is breaking a robot. If you don't know what I mean, check out Westworld. But Fraggle Rock is returning. It's returning to HBO. Uh, I... Reading the the press release, I didn't see if they were doing like a joint thing like they're doing with Sesame Street. Um, maybe it's too soon to tell, or maybe it's 100% on HBO. The original Fraggle Rock was 100% on HBO. It's pretty, pretty wicked cool, you guys. All right. And this is not really news per se, but uh, I think it's neat. For those of you who grew up in the 90s and remember the film Rookie of the Year, you'll know that um, the Wonder Years narrator, Daniel Stern, a.k.a. one of the two bumbling crooks, Marv, I think it was Marv, I think he played Marv in Home Alone. That's Daniel Stern. Uh, And that's when I learned the most important lesson. That's Daniel Stern. He he did a web video as Phil Brickman, the character from Rookie of the Year, uh, because the Cubs... I'm not really great with I'm not really good with sports people, but the Cubs are doing some great things right now, which is ironic because the Cubs are uh, the Indians are too. I wonder if the final thing will like the final uh you know I was going to say the Super Bowl and then you all should have to punch through the phone and, and kick me. 
I wonder if the World Series will be the Cubs versus the Indians. I think that would be an amazing, amazing battle. But, that, I mean, that's that's interesting to me. And actually, the video is kind of funny. I urge you to check it out. Uh, just type in, like, uh, Phil Brickman, Rookie of the Year, and or Cubs, or Phil Brickman Cubs, or Phil Brickman Returns. He should be good. This last one is just something uh, we've talked about kind of before. Captain Marvel is going to be an origin story. We talked about before because Kevin Feige told us before he really was very hardcore sentiment about this. It's like after Doctor Strange, no more origin movies. We're, we're done with origins. People are tired of origin movies. But he announced that the Captain Marvel movie is going to be 100% an origin story. I think it's more kind of redonkulous that it had come to this anyway, where it's like you had to sit there and say, there's no more origin stories, because there's a back of my mind, I'm going, you're going to keep introducing new characters, how the hell does that make sense, that you're not, you know what, never mind, it's it's okay, we're good, it's little things like that that just drive me insane, with some of that stuff, I thought he said, Kevin Feige said that, Feige, Feige, Fugi, he, who, ha, ha, he said that at, I think, Comic-Con, and he also said it at D, D23 Expo, which is just really, really interesting. Last but not least, in our news we don't care about, I kind of care about this, because look, John Favreau is doing The Lion King, and after watching The Jungle Book, dude, you won me over, and thing is, is like, I'm a fan of Fabs, like, I will watch the things that John, Johnny Fabs will do, I say that like we're, we're best bros. Sup, Fabs? You should come on my podcast, bro. Um, but no, seriously, I, I tend to have an appreciation for how John treats things. And um, even though he's very much on a very different level than I am as a human being, um, just because uh, he's a very good writer as well, and I'm not, uh, it's really interesting. But anyway, because I, I love Chef, and I love like when I hear him talk. I love Dinner for Five. I mean, I really like how the guy thinks and approaches things. He's a lot of fun, and he, he has respect for filmmaking in general, and he's trying to hold on to some of that, which is really rather important. But the big news, though, is Guy Ritchie has been tapped to direct a live-action Aladdin, and it terrifies me because... At this point, your genie better goddamn well be Jim Carrey because Robin Williams was a powerhouse. You need someone who can match him in that manner and really go to town. And, you know, I really, really am on the fence about it because Guy Ritchie and I I have, as, as a, a film viewer, have a very, like, I didn't love... Uh, snitch the to me the best part of the movie was brad pitt and i appreciated what uh lock stock and two smoking shotguns i believe that's the name of the movie did for cinema especially for you know cinema in the uk it it it, it's not my cup it's not my favorite movie but i really did enjoy the man from uncle i really enjoyed it i thought it was you know Despite not being a fresh concept in any way, shape, or form, it was quite fun in how it was presented and directed, and it made me want to see another one. Also, Madonna. No, I'm kidding. I, I, that was uh, that movie. I think they did swept away was not a good movie, and I know he directed it. 
So again, I have kind of a hit or miss with Guy Ritchie. So the fact that he's doing Aladdin, which is outside of Lion King, one of my favorite live action films from that period of, of the waking sleeping beauty period of Disney. I'm a little worried about that. So there's that. All right. That was the news that you don't care about. Oh man. Exciting. Wasn't it? Now, this is the part that's probably, you know, because this is what you want to hear when you listen to a podcast. It's like, oh boy, this is going to be the part of the show where I don't want to listen to it. And that, you know, if that's the case, that's okay. You know what? You can hit stop right now, call it a day, call your friends, listen to another podcast, whatever. Matter of fact, go over and listen to Oscars or my Super Bowl. It'll be great. But if you're here for the long, long journey into the abyss of the mind of Nick Argenbright, then you're in for a treat, my friends. Okay. Um, just a lot of stuff has been going on, and it is really, it's been weighing on my mind, and first off, we're going to, let me, I'll actually just start it this way. If I do not get the episode edited in time, there will be no GBG next week or the week following. This is going up on the uh, 15th, I believe, of October, uh, the 15th of that week, I should say, the Friday of that week of the 13th. Um, so actually, oh, I'm sorry, it's October 14th. The 15th is Saturday. It's my bachelor party. Hoi, hoi, hoi. So the following week, which I think is the 21st, there might not be a new episode then, and there might not be a new episode the week following that, just because there's a, l- a lot of things going on uh, all across the board. And you would figure not having a job would would mean, oh, it must be easier. You have more time to do things, um, such as wedding stuff. Wedding stuff. Um, that is its own unique brand of stress right now. And I will say we've been very lucky. I want to be very clear on this. There is a place here that we've had where they cover the food. They cover um, the DJs. They have, uh, and then they give you a list of people that they feel are best to work with. Like these are people they trust, such as florists, DJs, and more. And I, so far up to this point, things have gone smoothly, but we had to return the paperwork to that place and finalize everything. And the florist has not responded back to some of her emails, which is causing my fiance who, and she, hopefully she'll say, tell you the same thing. I'm not speaking out of turn here. She's very much a, a thinker. She will overthink things, overanalyze things, and then it'll just, she kind of, it's quicksand, really, and she won't sleep well, and it's a concern for me. I mean, I worry about her greatly because, you know, she just has one bad day and she doesn't get any sleep, Um, and it could be for the littlest things, which to me are not huge. Like, to me, the florist will respond back. It's just, it, it is kind of stressful that we've sent like a few emails and, and whatnot. We've not heard anything. So it's going to rely on to me to call. I don't want to call and they might be pissed, but I'm already kind of pissed because they're going to ask me questions I don't know the answer to. And I granted, I could always just say, refer to the email that my fiance sent you, but it's it's not fun. I don't like doing that kind of thing. It stresses me out and, and it's already definitely stressing her out. Um, one of the other things that's been kind of stressful is the photographer. We are having an, a fall wedding. It's November 12th, which is normally when we would have the It's All Been Done radio hour show. But alas, 
uh, it's being it got moved to the 19th so we can have my wedding I mean and it's really just because that was the Saturday it could be booked uh, we wanted actually in October oh dear God in retrospect I'm, I'm kind of laughing to myself now if it was actually in October dear Jesus we would be in much more freaking out mode right now now all my grooms have their uh, their tuxes fitted yet that's going Saturday um, before the bachelor party oh dear Lord um, but yeah, the photographer told us because it's fall, you know, daylight savings time and all that stuff, or, you know, the sun sets sooner in the day, I'm really worried about natural daylight. So we're going to go for 3.30. You should probably go for around a 3.30 wedding time. We took that months ago, gave it to the church, got it locked down to all places, the reception hall and to the church. And now he's, now the photographer is coming back and saying, well, can't do 3.30 for outside pictures um, that sucks. So we're not going to do any outside pictures and uh, blah, 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 blah. And you can obviously guess what my fiance started to do. And then you can also guess what I started to do because it actually pissed me off too because I was like, hey, this guy told us to take 3.30. So we took 3.30 so we can get the natural light and, and all that other stuff. And so we'll have to work it out, but it's just one extra thing. And again, the fact that it took this long, which is like less than three days to start really getting to the nitty gritty, like finer detail stuff, which other brides and grooms have probably been obsessing about and got taken care of, you know, months in advance because things are just, they're spending multiple plates and, and we're not spending as many multiple plates. Um, there's also some, some struggle with people that we've invited and that one of the biggest and hardest things, and they're not kidding, uh, and matter of fact, uh, my fiance's friend told us this, which is getting married is not for the weak. And I think that's a very true statement. It puts a strain on your relationship, yes, but it also puts a strain on your friendships with your friends and your family. Because uh, I'll give actually give a very good example. And uh, I hope this is too much, not a peek behind the curtain. I hope nobody gets offended by this, but... Um, in particular, my friends who work on the radio show. I love them. They are like a second family to me. Um, <clears throat> and God love them. I wanted to invite all of them, but like really the only ones I could really invite were people I've known for a while. And because again, we already have 200 people or we already have like over 150 people. That's a lot. And my fiance's family is is paying for for that. It's a money thing. And so you're paying per dish, per plate of food, per person for alcohol and so literally if you bring a kid they're counting that as someone who could drink alcohol even though they won't but you know it's all inclusive no matter if you're a child or an adult you pay one price for the drink package per person which is like six dollars which is not that bad but you're still going oh my god for now okay just in retrospect we have up to 195 people that are saying yes to going and and some of those people we've gotten no's and so I had to with my radio friends uh from it's all been done I had to and I and it was the worst thing ever I had to kind of pull them aside and say hey look I really want to invite you but um we're creating a a second list if you will so once we get a few no's down I can start sending out invites and if you can't make it that's fine it's more about I would like to have you there and it would be great to have you there but if not I'm not gonna lie it's okay I understand if you can't but um I would really love for you to, but you just have to bear with me. And if, if it doesn't happen, I will let you know and I will apologize profusely just because we have to make cuts somewhere. Um, 
One of the things that we talked about very early on, though, was because especially um, both sides of my family, on my mother and my father's side, um, and same thing with her as well, we have a lot of cousins, a lot, a lot of cousins. So we made the decision that all first first cousins of, of both of us will be invited, and so were the kids. But, and this is something, I, you know, this is ridiculous for those listening, especially the girls in the audience, you're going on, Jesus, Nick, you're a dumb fuck. But I didn't know this, and guys out there, if you're not married, you know, this will be, um, you know, I, I want to be very clear on this. I did not know this, that the protocol is that if I send you, say you're uh, Mr. and Mrs. Joe Schmo, and you have like 10 kids, if I put, and you're a first cousin, we're going to invite the first cousin and all those 10 kids, Mm, which is a lot, but at least unless they're under the age of, of, if they're under the age of like nine or 10, we might not invite them. But again, we would put that on the envelope. I didn't know that. You put that on the envelope, Mr. and Mrs. Joe Schmo, or Mr. and Mrs. Joe Schmo plus um, dispensable and indispensable, which are the name of the kids. I don't know why it came up. Actually, I know why. There's a box, one of our wedding presents is in my studio because um, it's like a storage place now. There's a Black & Decker and then the original indispensable dispenser for cereal. And that's what I looked at. I apologize. I didn't really mean it in that way. I just looked at the first thing I saw. I apologize. Um, but you get you get kind of the point that it, it you have to start making judgment calls. And so we made the judgment call. First cousins and their children are invited, but... If those first cousins have children and that cho- and those children have their children, we we're not inviting them. We're just which is horrible. It, it, it it's very horrible and it creates a lot of problems. Um, we've had a few people on both sides, my family and Sarah's family, that have our second cousins that they're taking their children and we are not. And it's this horrible thing. Like, what do we do? What do we do? Um, how do we approach that? Because it could create a riff in the family, and you know, and because there's other stuff going on, which I won't get into here. And I am not, you know, I don't want to get too far into it. But it, it, there's, it's just very stressful. And so, people, when I say hashtag the struggle, hashtag it's real. I'm being very, very honest with you guys. It's, oh man, it, it's it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Now. Something else, and I'll lightly touch on it. You can probably hear the neighbors next door, dogs barking through the walls, um, which, by the way, that was so heartbreaking. Just a little side note. Uh, our neighbors who, uh, for, the, for the longest time, I, you know, and they, they might not hear this. I hope not, at least. Um, well, at least not part of it. Uh, you you got to understand my perspective, which is uh, we live in a complex, even though it's condos and people own their own little share. It's kind of like it's an apartment condo kind of thing. So there's like four units four four units to a building and this couple they take in shelter dogs which is awesome but when we first moved in for at least a year they were just laying their dogs poop all over our grass or our side of the grass and we would have people over some people have stepped in dog shit and it's not cool man so we did have to finally say hey could you i don't say we're not saying it is you but could you even though we probably think it is do you could you probably not have your dogs or make sure you just clean up with them like you know you know 10 hours after the dog does that. And they've been awesome ever since uh, in regards to that. And and so I, you've heard me probably complain about that on the show before, but um, my, my fiance, God lover, really wants a dog. And it's just not, you know, with me not having a job and the wedding coming up, it's not feasible right now. It really isn't feasible, which is horrible to say that because 
but it's kind of like, you know, if Sarah and I had a kid right now, would not be a good time to have a kid. Probably maybe start trying, you know, three to four months after we get married, that kind of thing, because then we're more mentally prepared. Hopefully I'll have a job by then, which prospects for that have been a little bit better, but still really stressful and all this and that. And uh, yeah, so, mm. but one of their dogs named Magnolia, uh, I exited the other day and she just slowly came up to me like, will you pet me? And so I just sat down and pet her and my neighbor unloaded on me, which again is completely fine, but they had to put her down because she has cancer in her intestine. Um, the, the dog Magnolia did. And it was so heartbreaking because she was such a sweet dog, you guys. It was, it, it broke my heart. It, it really broke my heart. And it, it, it kind of crushed me. I actually went to my car, started driving away and started to cry a little bit because I am an old fuddy-duddy who, who that, you know, and I've never met the, I've never really seen the dog up until this point. But, um, oh, it was so heartbreaking. The owners got rid of the dog and they're assuming it's because they knew about the cancer. Then they got, you know, gave the dog to somebody else or he got, they got adopted and then they just left the dog back at the adoption agency. And you, you wonder if it's because they found out about the cancer. You don't know. So this poor dog is just, no one wants it. And, um, oh man. Anyway. Yeah. So something else has been, then just, I, I'm curious about it, And I'll really probably talk about this if I feel more comfortable about it. Um, with with my main man Jimmy, but this last Saturday, uh, before this has gone up, we had it's all been done radio hour show, and there's some other stuff that happened too that will kind of tie into this. But again, I'll wait to, to talk to with Jimmy on the air, possibly, maybe, maybe not, um, to go over this. But I so for those who don't know, I sing the theme song to the Top Notch Tangler, and it mm, I messed up. Uh, usually I look it back at the rest of my cast and I wave my arm and say the top notch dangler deserves a cheer hooray who's that flying or see I already messed it up off the top of my head that's the first thing I remember who's that flying through the sky the top notch dangler ooh the top notch dangler sweeter than an apple pie so I lost my place in the script though so my brain went into default mode which you just heard is who's that flying through the sky and that's never the right verse. It's never the right verse, people. In second verse, never the right verse. That's the first verse I'm singing. And so in front of an audience, which we had a, a person there reviewing us, it was gut-wrenching, guys. It was absolutely gut-wrenching. I messed up. And here's the thing. You're on a script, and you're, you're looking away. You look away for a second, and you look back at the script. You lose your place, and you go to default mode, and the wrong thing comes out. And the thing is about song... It's very evident now. My cousin pointed this out to me years ago, and I and I try not to fuck up, but I do occasionally, which is I will like make a face, and then sometimes I'll go shoot or shit like that. And I did that, and I started stepping away from the mic, but I heard it reverberate through the speaker, so I know people heard me say shit or shoot or whatever the hell I said. And so not only did I does it not sound right but you have people, you can hear me, at least I heard myself do that. Now look, I'm my own worst enemy, and after the song, I had nothing else to do in the rest of the show, but I walked out in the, in the lobby of, of Mad Lab, and I remember just sitting in the chair, and it, I'm, guys, I'm not gonna lie, it destroyed me. I felt very low, the lowest of the low. I, I felt like I failed so badly, and 
And of course, after the show, Jimmy's like, dude, you were great. Don't worry about it. And you got the next line right. So what's the big deal? I was like, yes, but it's, it doesn't rhyme. You know, it's uh, it's Tip Town, you know, is the next is the next ending verse of, of the rhyme. And, it, and I, oh, God, I fucked up. Like, I feel like right now as I'm talking about, I'm getting goosebumps on my left arm and I'm just feeling very high tensioned um and then there's some other stuff that happened too but but in general and this is just an interesting thought for maybe next time whenever we do the next show which again i'm scheduling and recording podcasts it's just an issue of getting them edited and ready for release within the next two weeks which is where i'm why i'm saying i'm just taking a week or two off because of the wedding and everything like that so we're still recording new episodes it's just editing them getting them out there because there's a uh, job wedding stuff is kind of important and then also uh, why not green i want to get some of that stuff done and edited edited wow i never feel like i say that right edited in time for october 22nd which is next saturday which is when we do a full day recording of like three to four episodes so big stuff people anyway um when you feel like you fail at something because look the war that is our creativeness. Like when we do something creative, there's always going to be times where we win and there's always going to be times where we feel like we lose a battle. How do you get through that? Like, especially if it's like a major, like if, it, if you feel it's a major defeat, how do you get through that as a creative person? And if you, it doesn't matter if you're a writer, an editor, a artist, if you uh, are a voice actor or just an actor, I would love to hear what you think because I, I'm always intrigued by that. Um, and usually some of this will roll off, but like of all the things I messed up, that was the thing. Like with a line, I can try to kind of keep it going. With a song, you can't, which is at what point do you give up creatively? At what point do you kind of throw in the towel and just say, I am so infamous for this that I don't even want to try anymore? Or how, how do you handle that? Because that to me is really fascinating. So I'm starting to lose my voice apparently, even though I'm really not. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm going to take that as a cue to wrap it up. If you have some thoughts on how do you handle weddings, how did you get through some of those tough spots in weddings, or what was your toughest spot, and or how do you get over creative stuff, like what you feel, not what actually is. Like, look, everyone in the audience might have actually thought it was funny, or they didn't notice. Say they didn't hear the oh shit, I heard it, it bothered me, but like say no one heard it. So then the next question is, well then, what constitutes it as a failure? And we are our own worst enemy, but when it's you as your own worst enemy, what point do you kind of sit there and go, you know what, I'm throwing in the towel, I can't do this anymore, or I'm done doing that, versus, you know, like, what's your what's your limit? What's the line in the sand? Email me at goodbaggeeky at gmail.com, let me know, or tweet at me at goodbaggeeky. And we'll, I will re- possibly read your, uh, read your suggestions or ways that you've dealt on the air whenever we record next time with Jimmy because I, I am very fascinated by that kind of stuff and uh, so yeah alright thanks everybody for listening I appreciate it you have a good rest of the day and until our next episode which it could be next week it could be three weeks from now I, I don't know but until then thanks for listening get out of here without jeez you're a creep go away we're having a good time until you start up jeepers Go have some coffee with cream or something, because I'll tell you something, this is a happy place.